Yeah, welcome back. Welcome. So what did what did you want to kick off with, Stephen? Well, first I'd like to ask, uh, did, how did you enjoy my moderating last week? Did it, <laughs> did it feel Did it feel natural? Do you feel threatened? Do I feel threatened? Why yes. would I feel threatened? Do you I don't think know. my entire identity is based around this? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? First of all, um, I would like to uh, raise a glass to your moderating last week. Oh, thank you. Um, I'll, I'll participate in this glass of just, paper cup choosing. Dude, I thought... Stepped right in you, and winged it. Would you like, would you like to moderate? Winged a, whole, mean, winged a whole opening monologue there. I, I, I have no... like. I want to podcast. If with I you had guys. your voice, I would. My, I hate my voice. But if I had your voice, I would. Yeah, sure. I would yeah, your just, voice sucks. I mean, we could. <laughs> we could yeah, yeah. just handle this in post production. If you feel strongly about it, just like <laughs> ask voice. Give GPT. myself some like really. Uh, no, no, no. We just literally replace your voice with mine. <laughs> Please do this uh, like, in the literally. style of our mom. <laughs> like, literally. Like, just, Can you imagine if we did that one episode, we just AI swapped everybody's voices just to fuck with everybody? That'd be weird. <laughs> I'd like to be Nick for a day. Yeah. No, I think from, like, from a meta standpoint, honestly, uh, coming in without you and Nick, this is our first time doing yeah, a, it was just two. a duet. And, um, you know, I thought it, it went really fucking cool. Like, it was, it was fun to do. I that. heard the community hated it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they loved it. But it was the first. So, we've had a couple threes. This was the was first, that our first twosome. Duet? This was yeah. the first duet. Wow. Yeah. I loved your moderating, dude. You're the, great. You're the Gwyneth Paltrow I mean, to my you Huey, are, Huey Lewis. You are a <laughs> podcast store. You are you are I told the personality. Him. You know? That's what I told him. I was like, it's almost <laughs> like you have another podcast. You're yeah. such a natural. Yeah. You're the personality. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Um, okay, now that we got that out of the way, um, there was something you wanted, or was that the thing you wanted to start? <laughs> that was the thing. Huh? Yes, the album. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah. No, no, it's that. Um, <laughs> but you, you, you had a little uh, thing recently, <laughs> oh, and man. I want to talk about this. Yeah, so... In terms of life, Alpha, so what I did, I went to Houston recently and I hung out with uh, Mina's cousin. Her husband's a 55-year-old triathlete. This guy does Ironmans. And this guy puts really? us all to shame. He's such a savage. 55. I, he's 55. They have a child. He is a badass lawyer. Like He's literally bought up a whole goddamn neighborhood of Houston. People don't like him because he's like doing too much. Oh, wow. So he's like, he's like this hyper-achiever. Um, but when I saw that he's 55 and like doing more than me physically, I was inspired. Like, you know, like a competitive fire came inside of me. I was like, yeah, yeah I know, but I, I can probably fucking still take you though. And uh, he inspired me. So like since coming back from Houston, um, I've been going hard, hard. Wait, is, this was the spark. That was the spark. And it's funny because like. Was he, there a part of you that was just like, this is not right? So. Like How is this happening? No, I've, I've thought about this. Like I've, I've had some introspection because there's a lot of friends of ours who are very a athletic and active too, but I feel like we're all of like a younger peer group. I still think of us as being young, you know, like yeah. we're young. We still got it. When I saw this guy, he's like, he's still like not that much older than us, but I was like, yeah, but you're old. And like when you, when he had it, I was like, oh man, and you got it better than me. Like that was the moment. That's very inspiring. For me, I was like, Oh, well, I can I can like ramp it up from here and don't don't you fucking forget about me. I still got oh, it. Oh damn. So man. I ramped it up and like I've been going two a days in the gym, jogging, still playing tennis hard. Like I've been playing like four sets a day. Like and Nick and I, I was I was telling you guys off air, Nick and I had a conversation off air that was like talking about fitness and we were and Nick was saying the same thing. He's like, Well, you know, I started to think that my Muay Thai workout was a workout. But then he started like forgetting about, you know, cardio, forgetting about lifting. And he was like, well, it's OK. I did Muay Thai today. And like we both sort of recalibrated ourselves to be like, hmm. no, the Muay Thai and the tennis and like those are our hobbies. Mm -hmm. You have to still work out to be better at your hobbies. Yeah, this is not ringing for me. So like. Well, you're a pickle leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah pickle is not. You don't have to work out for pickle. Let's be honest. No, it's all encompassing. <laughs> okay. It's I, an all-encompassing <laughs> exercise okay, that so achieves I haven't, every, I haven't every been objective to a, anyone has ever wanted. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I haven't been to uh, Andre's hot yoga class in two months. Andre, uh -oh. if you're listening, he's not. But like, if he were, like, he, he goat yoga teacher. That class is so hard. Yeah. Like you die. It yeah, is like 110 yoga, degrees, and he just pushes you. 
I went to class on Sunday after like drinking Saturday for the first time in two months. Nailed the whole class. So there is something transferability. Of, there is transferability of the pickleball, much like in your transferability of the. I, I believe the, that the pushup. I believe it was more that. of a joke. You're getting cardio. You're 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 getting movement. Like yeah. you're. I don't know if anybody muscles. listening is aware, but I'm like very. You know, more of a joke. I'm sensitive to, about I'm gonna, sportive pickleball. I'm going to let you up here in a moment. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone has missed that. <laughs> Hold on. Keep it in your pants, Steven. I'm trying to let you up here in a second. It's literally to the point where people are like, should we have a pickleball competition in the next Alfalfa meetup? Like, no. Just give Steven his day. Okay, so let me let me continue here. So as I've ramped up my uh, output, my like you know athletic output, I've noticed that I've my body is not hasn't been so ready. So like I'm getting some ailments here. One ailment that I've really been feeling is this like uh, plantar fasciitis at the bottom of my my foot, my left. Sounds foot. like hell, dude. And this is like a this is like a very um, mild achy pain that's always with me on every step I take. When I wake up in the morning, I put my foot down. It's there. Uh, hmm. It's always there. But then like I'll still work out through it. And the reason why I bring it up is because Stephen, our, our dear Stephen, says that he has a foot guy. He's got a guy. I do have a foot it's guy. It's really your foot job guy. <laughs> and multiple foot guys, depending <laughs> on what your exact foot needs are. But um, I'll leave that open. Have you ever had plantar fasciitis? No. Okay, actually. so this But I is know like, a guy who has, and so he had to like take oh. like... He was like a racquetball pro, and he had to just quit for like a Dude, year. Dude, I've I've had it before, and I've I've literally like managed six months of this thing before. It is like the the tendon that connects at the bottom of your heel to the toe, and like all the way up the calf. It's like it's connected to everything. So this oh. thing like always hurts if you're going to be active. Mm. Um, so that's why I'm asking because like this sucks. Well, you. It, it, Listeners to the show are aware that like there's a few things I think are really obvious in the world, and I'm like shocked that people don't do it. One of them is obviously bidets. Just, yeah, yeah. Like it just <laughs> the fact that everybody unless have you're a, a monkey that throws your poop against the wall. <laughs> yeah, in which case you know yeah, live your truth. Um, you don't need a bidet. <laughs> do you remember that when you said that? No, I, I, I think I think it's I one use of the all-time great moments. I use the we analogy should, should I think of like wiping it off the wall with like a piece of toilet paper. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Close Can I tell you that I, I went to like a, a family reunion <laughs> function and I saw an old friend from like elementary school and that guy comes up to me. He's like, "Bidets, man, you just can't you can't like dry wipe your poop off the walls." <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, that's swear so to God. good. <laughs> that's so good. That makes me so happy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But on a related note, the other thing to me that is now like incredibly obvious that everybody should have if they do like athletics all the time is like a custom insole for your foot. Okay, I'm in. Talk to me. Like we walk, we wear these shoes, right? And they're just one size fits all, right? And they more often they than not- They all feel different. They all feel, yeah, they, they're one size fits all, but also they're all different. Like you have particular <laughs> yeah. shoes or you put your feet in them and you're just like, ah, this doesn't quite feel I right. I wear certain shoes because they feel better. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it, like it, it is weird that like we don't even think about that. We, yeah, like it, it makes complete sense what you're saying, but then also I just buy them from the store and then be like, yeah, it, I'll just wear yeah. these. Like That's I have it. like terrible feet, like just terrible. Like just I have like, infinite problems. I, I you have like a real problem. Yeah, I have an actual. I, yeah. I, I have a diagnosis. Um, oh, a diagnosis. Yes, it's an actual thing, um, okay. but. Yeah, I have I have like really bad feet, and I was at the point where I like I couldn't walk at one point. Like I just couldn't walk, and I I went and I went to I went to my guy in the chat who I didn't tell you about because I'm withholding him. Um, I know, but you're gonna share him now. Yeah, you made made me these like custom orthotics, these like insoles for you know you put in your shoes when you do sports. And so it, custom orthotics is the unlock. Yes, like when you play sports or do any athletic activity, your feet are like the first thing in the whole chain of everything that you do. So you can wear a custom orthotic in an athletic shoe though? Like say yes. you're playing tennis. I First of all, I don't think you could do something like this in like soccer or basketball. No, you could. Could you? Yeah, for sure. Be 100%. Be weird. So you just no. lace it looser so that the whole 
packages the same tightness. I guess I can't imagine wearing cleats and okay, remove the cleats from the equation. So you would wear orthotics in general for athletic activities or even just like personal daily walker shoe. Yeah, like I wear them all the time now. You have them here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is something, this is an insert that goes in the shoe and it's custom designed. It's custom designed for your foot. Hold on, I'm such a pleb. How much are these things? Because like this is a game changer. Like four or five hundred bucks, I think. And they're transferable. Is it like, do they go bad or? I don't know how long they last. They seem pretty durable. But like there's, there's like a whole kinetic chain, right? From your feet, your ankles, your knees, your hips. That's that that has to be like in alignment. And every step you take, every movement you make where stuff isn't aligned properly, you're doing all this wear and tear on your joints. And then there's also just like a loss of like efficiency because everything's not moving in a straight. This is what I was telling you before we started. It's like I'm having this weird thing with my right foot where I'm having to think about walking. And it's just not normal. It's like I'm stepping weird. Yes, that happened to me. Like there, were, like I, I got to a point where I felt like I had to think about walking. I was like, walking doesn't feel right anymore. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, there's something wrong with my right side for some reason. Like, I don't, I don't think about weird. walking anymore. Just like everything just goes in the right place. Like my feet just got super like out of I have flat feet and my feet are like really. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yes. I hate this stuff and I love this stuff. But I hate what, it because what do you it's hate like, about it. Because it shouldn't be necessary. Like, I know we're modern beings that have access to these things, but like, think about all the people that had all kinds of diagnoses and problems that had no idea they had these problems and just dealt with them somehow. So did everyone just like survive under extreme pain and discomfort? Like probably, yes. That exactly sounds like what happened. It was just part of life. It was just like, I have these ailments and I don't even call them ailments because they're not ailments. They're just like like a part of my life. But like uh, on the other side of that equation is that they just dealt very well and they learned to just like, uh, deal with circumstances. I often wonder if we've become weaker as a result of our intelligence and our awareness of certain ailments and issues because everything has become an ailment or an issue or a diagnosis of some kind. Do we like over index for issues? Again, technology solves these things. So who cares? Because all you have to do is get a, a an insert to solve the problem. But I don't know. I'm just like, I worry sometimes that we're getting a little weak and frail in certain areas. I I mean, what you're saying is true in certain areas, right? I think that's really true in like some certain areas of like mental diagnoses. Like we've really just lost the script with that. Like there's certain things where like, it's just like an effort thing. Like you can, there is literally nothing. I actually had the philosophy. Yeah, the physical ones are harder. They're no. they're usually irreparable. When I, when or, I was or a there's young, physical therapy, but yeah. When I was a young kid, I had inserts because like after like I had surgery and everything, and then I got it into my head that by having the inserts, like I was like making my feet worse because they were just not learning to develop or walk yes. on themselves. And this it was is a my question. And then, I, I, well, I, I said that to the the doctor I went to, who's like, he's like. Really smart guy. Just he does this for like athletes and everything. He's really good. And he basically just like laughed at me. Like I was like the dumbest thing he'd ever heard. Um, he's like, of, of course that's not true. And like, there's no amount of trying that you can do that's ever going to make your stuff like walk in alignment. And over time, like if you actually wear these and you're in alignment all the time, you will notice other stuff just start to fall back into place and like sort of de compensate like you'll just they'll just shift back Makes into sense. The, your hips will move a little bit and this will be, because like everything's been gradually just going in the wrong direction for years while your feet the foundation upon which your body moves are just not in the right spot and they're causing everything else to be like i had knee like i don't have any knee pain anymore but i had knee pain because my knees just, just constantly off track with my feet and my ankle it was just it like a disaster sense. so I think, like, even people who think they have, like, perfect feet, like, you probably don't. And if you do, like, enough sports and you do enough athletic activity, like, four or five hundred bucks to, like, maybe get rid of 
knee pain to avoid plantar fasciitis to avoid all it's it's to me like just such obvious value so what's the alpha here like who do i search out is there like a a professional designation oh yeah yeah what do we do you can just look for like a podiatrist podiatrist that's what it's called okay and we should expect to pay no more than five hundred dollars yeah i think that's like kind of top top and they transfer from shoe to shoe and last a long time so 500 sounds fair yeah Okay. I think it's very reasonable. It, it's some of the best money. You're saying I've, it's the second best alpha to to getting your butt wipes for you by... by yeah, I don't day. know if it's bigger alpha than... But like if I... God, this would be like a really good... I still think would the, you rather. the biggest alpha is like the, the eight sleep, honestly. Because sleep is the majority of my life. So I think it, for me, it's like eight sleep, then... Um, uh, bidet? Yes. Then bidet... But the next one, I have like many contenders. I would need to get the, I would need to get the inserts to know if that's a, a third place contender. Well, I might be surprised and put it above one of those actually, though. But like, dude, I was away from my house for the last week and got back, and I, and I honestly, like, when I got in my bed, I was just like. Like it was the greatest. Once feeling you get used ever, to just sleeping ever, in the perfect bed ever. at the perfect temperature, I'm not all exaggerating. Of the of I'm that, not yeah. exaggerating. You do become it's very the greatest soft. discovery. You become ever. very soft. Yeah, yeah. This is a good times create weak men situation because I can sleep. <laughs> I can sleep on a wood good floor. Good bed. No, you create yeah. weak yeah. men. I literally can no, sleep can. anywhere. That, that, first of all, that's genetic disposition. So good. good <laughs> you know, next life you of you course you can so sleep lucky. Of course you can. Next life, you're unbothered. I mean. Literally just right. going to a frontier airline slide to go over a so, uh, red eye like in an hour. Are we going Dalai Lama or best things? I forgot. Well, let's. I, I actually I kind of want to talk Dalai Lama because I'm curious. Yeah, your let's take go Dalai Lama. Um, for those who aren't aware, there's a weird video that emerged where the Dalai Lama was like hugging a young boy and then told him to like suck his tongue. I think literally, those were literally, literally the words verbatim. There was a progression. He said, he was know, like, kiss me. Kiss me on the mouth. Yeah. Which was like. Nice. Okay. No, no, no. The cool. mouth. Like, that, well, that wasn't like, kiss me on the cheek. I know. Okay. And then the Just giving him was, a little yeah, yeah. slack here. And then it's like, oh. Suck. You're horny. Yeah. Suck on this. Is that your take? He's yeah, horny? he's horny. Of course. That's horny what for like it is. little kids? Uh, do you guys know the other. Um, Buddhist monk that what kind of well there's unfortunately been many but the guy that wrote the book the book of the Tibetan no what's the book the book is called the I actually gave it to you yes the Tibetan book of the living and dying or the, the dying Tibetan and the book living of living dying yeah um, it's not to be confused with the Tibetan book of the dead it's the Tibetan book of the living and dying that's what it is great book I think his name is Sogyal. Sogyal Rinpoche. He is an illustrious, incredible, like extremely respected, was, passed away, um, monk. And got in trouble for all kinds of weird sexuality things. Mm. Well, you find this. You when find you this. take this away from people, they get weird. You mean, we saw this with the Catholic Church. We see this with the Catholic you're Church. You're talking about chaste in... in in its entirety. Everyone like, needs to get off. Yes. Okay. Everyone needs to get off. Can I? When you take this away from people, they get weird. I think he had a fucking brain fart malfunction. He's he's 87. How horny could he be? He's like horny. old as fuck. The older you get, the hornier you get. False. I'm getting <laughs> less and less horny all the I don't time. know, but I'm literally at all-time highs. You guys are opening up way too many lines for me to jump on uh, here. You could jump uh, on whatever one you want, brother, but uh, I'm at all-time highs. Okay. Lows. <laughs> the the uh, interesting factoid about like the Catholic <laughs> Church. Like, what, they like, call, what they call that? Uh, it's like a, a seed oils, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, that's what's happening. You're consuming way too much sunflower oil. <laughs> it's that oat milk, bro. Okay, go back to Steven. What's right. going on here? So there's this like meme that's arisen over the years about like Catholics molesting boys. It's that's a, not it's a, a meme, thing. dude. That's a fact. Why would you so, call that a meme? That's a fucking disgusting fact. It's a meme because it's this thing that's propagated. So we all walk around with the idea that if you're in like a Catholic school, there's like a much higher chance you get molested than if you're in just like a 
normal school, like a normal public school, because they're you're surrounded by these people who've taken some sort of vow and they're like horny and they're like molesting boys, right? That's like a meme that's propagated. There's actually not data to support that. Like if you look at the data, like there's actually like higher rates of like child molestation in non-Catholic schools. But it's like, it's just a thing that we've latched onto and it becomes propagated. Every event where it happens gets amplified by the media. It confirms our bias to the point where we're just all like, that's just, yeah, that's just a given. Catholics molest little boys. Okay. I think I think there's way too much in there. Like I think it depends on how you look at that data. Like the number. Yeah, it's pretty simple data. No, no, no. But like the number of people at each situation. Like, are you actually looking at that as a percentage objectively? I don't know. I don't know what that data looks like. You'd have to put it in front of me. That has nothing to do with the conversation, though. So you just said if it. we were to no 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 if we were to continue like, yeah Catholics Muslim boys. No, I, I actually think it does I have said, a lot to do with the conversation. I, I yes. said that it's similar in the sense that celibacy in that regard, when it's given up for the religious sense in the Catholic realm or the Buddhist realm, it's funny because like in the Jewish realm, I believe it's not given up, right? Like the rabbi can have sex, mm -hmm. the priest cannot. There's some funny movies that illustrate this. Like it's funny because the priest is suffering like in many, many, many ways. And it's part of their religious sort of belief system to understand why they suffer and they have a meaning for why they suffer. So the Buddhist in this sense has elected to not have sex. People act weird when they don't have sex. That's what it comes down to. Like Period. people that are not gay or bisexual or or queer in any shape or form whatsoever start to behave that way not not that there's anything wrong with that it's like they'll take whatever they can because they start to get to a place where they need something like when i looked at that situation i was like this guy is desperate for something that's what i thought when i looked at it I actually don't know if I buy that premise at all. You don't I, have to buy it, but like I would like to know what you do buy. Like, what do you think happened? Like, what what happens? Like, why would the Dalai the Dalai Lama is the most respectable figure on the planet? You think it's a playful like, suck my tongue? <laughs> because, <laughs> there's no such thing as a playful. And then and then I don't know if you guys saw this, but there were some news outlets that were like. This is actually an ancient cultural uh, tradition. Yeah, no. Uh, all of Nepal's like, fuck no. No, <laughs> suck my tongue is not a cultural tradition. I don't know, Nepal. is it? <laughs> it's no, not, is dude. It? It's I don't not. know, is it? It's no. I'm, no. I'm not Nepal no. Nepalese? <laughs> no, no, dude. No. I don't know. No. I don't know. No, you um, do know because it's not. It's not in any it's a culture. human thing. Like, that's yeah, just that's fucking just gross, not, okay. dude. It's not. That man is like 90 or however, and that boy was very young, and there's no culture in which it's okay to suck the tongue of the elder. It's just not a thing. Like, get out of here. Fuck off. You're I have a, you're, you're, gross old You're fuck. gross. Yeah, that's and, it. And what it comes down to, though, is where my empathy kicks in is, yeah, that is gross. But you know what? I think that it was like... It's been so sheltered. How do I put this? If I was the Dalai Lama, I would do the same thing. Like, I, I'm <laughs> no, hold on, hold no, no. on, hold on, hold no, on, hold on. I, people, I people misunderstand me all the time when I when I exude my empathy. Yeah, and let, let me let me let me say something very clearly. If you are that person and you have the life experience of that person, and you go through everything that person goes through, you would behave the exact same way because you are that person. I completely agree with you because. Like we we have had our experiences different from his. Like this guy's been completely sheltered. For us to project Dude, onto him is nonsense. He's never had physical touch in his life, and he's just seeking that. Yeah, so he, has, badly. he has hugs. He has hugs. He yeah. has those things. No, but like, but not anything in that way. Sexual, like ever in his life, it's exciting. Never, and it probably came out like the way. This is going to sound so weird and funny. Like it's almost the way like a. 
an, an inadvertent fart comes out. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just like, I didn't mean to do that. God. It's embarrassing. And also imagine like how- But it just came out. Imagine how innocent you must be if you like never like had a sexual experience in your life. Like you're kind of like adolescent as well. You're like, instead exactly. of like- Exactly. my dick. You're like, yeah. you're like- Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. my tongue. Yeah, like, I, we're, we're already kind of close. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, it's just so one more step. Childish because he's yeah. never even experienced anything. He has no beyond. idea. Never uh, made love. He's never had fucking sex. It's disgusting never, that. Um, uh, again, from our perspective. From our perspective. But like, you know, also he's violating this young fucking child. Sure. Sure. But that's I think that's why a lot clear of people violation. that are celibate suffer these consequences very quickly. So if I if I were to zoom trouble. out, if I were to zoom out, that this is like my case against abstaining from anything. Like totally, the the case is for moderation. You you guys are just bringing up so many consecutive things that I just don't jump like, in. Agree with. I just, like, I'm just you like, don't agree with moderation in life. Like, you got, you guys are making so many baseline assumptions right here, right? So the first baseline. I'm a baseline assumptor. You're basically like, oh, step one is like, oh, well, if you're celibate, you're just become so horny that you just kind of like molest kid. Like you're just so overwhelmed. I don't see any data to back that up. Like I could just as easily just say that like when you, okay, imagine you're like addicted to alcohol. If you stop drinking for like 10 fucking years and you never touch a sip of alcohol, do you get progressively more like in need of alcohol or does the desire just kind of die and I just think you're go away two very different things i think they're not that different i, I don't think, think there's alcohol a rewards is innate, pathway alcohol is not brain. an innate human desire sex is i think all sex and procreation these things is all literally trigger a dopamine pat like and a neurochemical level yes. in your brain it's a very similar yes pathway. but you know you can't compare drinking alcohol and having sex Ab you, you know absolutely that. can't no maybe it's no. inconceivable for you no. the, the the most like virile no. person on earth no like, no no no. No, no, like, no no i don't no. understand what you're saying like has anything to do with moderation like for me the idea is moderation not abstinence <laughs> no 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 you, you you've just taken on another one that i don't even want to go down because i i i, no, I don't necessarily time. like disagree with that I, I just I just feel like we're crafting of okay, first of all, I do not condone the, the sucking of small children's tongues or you know the reverse of that. Just let me just, just put that just out there tell for the us internet. What you think yeah, what do you think this was? Okay, so look, I wanted to buy into the same line of thought you did, right? Because there is a part of me that looks at the world and goes, hmm. Everybody does seem to kind of be a pedophile, and it's like a little weird, right? I know you're like it's like a. I don't think everyone's a pedophile. Thing. I think there's. I don't think everyone's a pedophile, but there seems to me to be like an odd amount of like pedophilic stuff happening with like people in power in the world. Like it feels to me like you ever see that like Bill Maher segment where he's like the segment's like I can't prove it, but I know it's true. That that's like this. Like I can't prove it. But I know there seems to be like a really high rate of like weird Before pedophilic you move stuff on, happening. I, I, I don't think the Dalai Lama is a pedophile. I think it could have been like, I, I think the fact that it was like a young boy is like whatever. I think it could have been a young girl. I think it could have been a middle-aged girl. I think it could have been a middle-aged man. I think he's locked up and horny. I, 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 think the, I think Occam's razor here, and I'm going to be charitable to the Dalai Lama, is that there is some, even though you've poo-pooed it, there is some cultural thing that maybe got mildly off the rail. I don't know, but it 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 doesn't it doesn't seem as crazy as we're making it out to be with that context. I'm sorry, I'm going to challenge you on this. Yeah, if you're going to point to a cultural thing, do you have any like yeah, name it? Like, like name, name it. Name what you're talking about. Like describe. Like, you are making an accusation of like. Pedophilia. I'm just saying, like the simpler explanation. He like, asked is a child to suck his tongue. <laughs> How is it simpler than that? Thing. That's the simple explanation. No, I, he asked a child to suck on his. tongue. I have a sense for this shit. Like I can smell, like I, I can smell like narratives. No, and but like, Steven, ah, I think there's Steven, something hold weird. Hold on a second. Not Occam's right razor hold on is a he asked his child to suck on his tongue. Hold on a second. This That's is not Google how Occam's of, razor works. Yeah, Occam's razor is the explanation. Is the explanation for the tongue simplest explanation. You're just describing what happened. That's not Occam's razor. Okay. Um, Occam's razor doesn't apply in certain situations when there is a fact of the matter of a cultural representation of something. Like, okay, 
is the golden boy is the golden dick in Iranian culture <laughs> a thing or not? You can Google this. Yes or no? Can you Google tongue sucking of Tibetans? Look, I'm gonna Google it right now. I'm telling you. If can you Google it? If we get is a, it a thing? If we get a Tibetan to sit down here with Rupert right now and he looks me in the eye and he's like, Stephen, you are a fucking idiot. <laughs> like I would be like, okay, but like. In the absence of more information, I assume that there's something I'm missing here and not just like, yeah, Dalai Lama's a pedo. Like, I just feel like I'm missing something here. Okay, and we Vice, want some narrative. Vice World News, uh, just to support <laughs> Stephen's argument here. Vice World News says that it's being lost in translation and that the uh, Tibetan tongue sucking is actually a traditional greeting that goes back in <laughs> Vice, Vice That sounds news. so on brand <laughs> for Vice World know, News. Right? <laughs> like, what I'm saying is, I, I, I would love, I would love this to be like something that is like not in recent news. It's a Wikipedia that you can go to, just like the Golden Dick one. And it's like, this is a thing. It was already there before this news. It's a cultural tradition, and it existed. Tongue sucking is a way of greeting in Tibetan culture. That's it. Move on. And if that was the case, no one would have a problem. But I'm saying, like, I have a feeling that might be the case. I don't know if for certain. I haven't done any research into it. Okay. But I have a hunch. No, I come in. I, I have a hunch. I get it. Like, Maybe I this episode it. ages very badly. No, like no, no, no. I come into episodes <laughs> like this all the time. But all like, the time. I'm like, I have not done this research, and yet this is how I feel. Just, and just, that's just literally my MO, so I, I feel you. At San Diego State, we uh, had this weird greeting at uh, where guys would punch each other right in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cultural greeting, yeah, that was for like sure. Oddly, San Diego State. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah, was a for real sure. thing. For sure. I got punched in the nuts a and lot. And we made the finals. <laughs> you might, the seem, finals might seem weird to an outsider. I yeah. can't believe an we made the like, finals. Why, would, why would these perverts touch each other in the nuts? Uh, no, it was the back of the hand. Yeah, it was the back of the hand tap. Yeah, no perversion. Yeah. God, if you ever do that to me, I will... Vice News, though. ...not be happy. Vice yeah, News, Vice, Vice will... Vice I don't is know. funny. So, so I don't know if we reached any conclusion on, <laughs> on the Dalai Lama here. I, I actually... I think this is more of a discussion one where I'd like everyone else's take on this. Yeah. Like what really is going on? There's probably a lot of people out there that did a lot of research as well, like really looking at the video, really analyzing it, really looking at Tibetan culture, analyzing that. Also people that are from perhaps a study of Buddhism. You have a daughter. Like, like imagine the Dalai Lama asked your daughter to suck his tongue. Would you no, I'd murder him. Sock him right in the jaw? <laughs> yeah, I'd murder like, him. I'd murder I would him. No, take no... Like, no hesitation, just no hesitation. fucking knock this guy out. I'd be like, dude, you're the peace, most peaceful <laughs> man on the planet, yeah. and I am about, done. I am about to headbutt you no, to the end of the universe. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Can you tongue. imagine? Um, so, we had this uh, thought of of a discussion point of how the the fulfillment that exists in the world. I is can't wait to not, see how you segue this. By the way, oh God, don't. <laughs> There we go. Stephen loves the segues. He loves to loves to loves to enunciate that there is a segue happening. He loves to illustrate. He just killed the segue by pointing out the macro segue guy. So, oh god damn it, Stephen! Hold on, I need wine. You have you have a breather. Yeah, no, it's fine. So there is this idea that we often talk about, and it it comes down to the idea that like. Certain things when it comes to money. Hey, don't don't leave me out after you just you did that segue detour. On me. All right, whatever. So this idea exists that uh, <laughs> happiness <laughs> and fulfillment, shh, happiness and fulfillment cannot always be bought, right? And we require certain things that we pay money for to make us happy. However, there is the saying that the best things in life are free. Is that true? The best things in life are free? That's the question. The question is, are the best things in life free or close to free? And if so, what are they? And exploring that idea. Because I think that a lot of the social sciences have shown that 
happiness does seem to come down to non-monetary goods and purchases. Like as we know, there is the Harvard Grant study and there are studies out of, um, in, in particular, not to be confused, Grant, Adam Grant, who closely looks at like a lot of behavioral science aspects of things and how human beings are led to be more happy by basic things about the way their lives are constructed or the things that they do and how that leads to more happiness. So the question is, first, I think, is that true that the best things in life are free? And second, if so, what are they? Well, let's just do like a quick mental inventory. Like, have you have you done like a flashback on your life and just thought of all the things that come up? Yeah, really quickly. Yeah, and then I think it's a good exercise. How many of them? Yeah, were like expensive. How many of them were free or 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 basically free? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like when I thought this over, the first thing that came to my mind was being like eight. And you wake up and it's Christmas morning. Like you just get out of bed, excitement in the air. It's it just like indescribable. And you you go downstairs yeah. and you peep around the corner and it's just like a tree covered in presents. And you go, oh. and it 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 was like that. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm, that's and, such a good example. <laughs> I'm curious. Have you had that level of euphoria since? <sighs> And, and and where might it occur? I've achieved sim similar levels of euphoria in my life. Um, first one that comes to mind is uh, I, I used to have like a band. I used to play music a lot, mm. like four people in public. Um, like some great memories I have with like my college mm. band playing at like a frat party. We actually developed like a like a little following. Like we go to parties and there'd be like 30 or 40 people just like there in the just rocking out. And like that's like a really awesome feeling when you practice a bunch, you get like some groove and you go together, you deliver something and then you get that like affirmation feedback from people, you know, especially after mm. something you've spent your whole life sort of like honing in terms of like your craft as like a musician. Like that yeah. is super gratifying yes. so that yes. to me the the other thing that really jumped out at me when i thought about this was like um scaling a huge mountaintop like the feeling of hiking sometimes for days right and to to get to the top of it and to just look out and you're just at like the highest point you see everything like, oh my God, what a feeling. Like there's so much going on there. There's the feeling of like, you've just put in this work. There's this feeling of being like above the world. And maybe there's a little overview effect going on. Listen mm. to last week's episode if you don't know what that is. Um, that just is, is just awesome. And although, you know, sure, there's some national parks that make you pay a fee, for the most part, like it's kind of like a free-ish thing. This experience you can go through that feels like super incredible, um, super euphoric. I mean... Uh, like I'm sure you've got some like I like winning like when I was a kid like when I won like a couple of sports titles and like Ooh. that feeling is like like I used to play a lot of baseball. That's and, an interesting one. So earning a title, earning a reward, has been very fulfilling and a free thing. Like there's, I I remember that's a good one. I, I remember being like uh you know like little league and in the you know finals like I played like the traveling teams and being in like the last innings and you're you're down and there's the drama you get a guy in base and then somebody gets the hit and you see him running around running around a kid throws it in and he slides and safe and you're just like ah! you just go nuts and you come out and you're hugging everybody you've got like the camaraderie with like all your brothers that you put all this like an awesome feeling like just you know comparable to christmas presents i would say yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. and and you know quite quite free for, yeah, yeah, for definitely. The, for the most part. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what comes up in, in in your mind? Are they free things? Like I, I didn't, I, you, I didn't list anything off there. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. So for me, uh, I think Stephen brings up a lot of good ones, and like I'd like to, I'd like to maybe like use those as counter arguments for my because like for for one thing, like I I tend to think of like frameworks, right? So for me, it's the um, 
like a like relationships, health, wealth framework, or like a love languages framework. Like those love languages are free, you know. So for me, it's like uh, you know what brings you immense happiness that doesn't cost anything. Well, it's like quality time with people. It's like acts of service. It's you know words of affirmation. These are all free and they bring you immense joy, right? Like these are these are factual, right? Like, but to to use Stephen's examples, like I I think like. You know, I won some championships back in my day, and like that—that that is fun. You know, like that's fun. But I, I think that has like a longer-lasting effect than like a spike. You know, like it's not—it's not a spike. It's like a—it's a, a longer-lasting confidence. It's like oh, well, it's it's a it's a character builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's an identity builder. I'm I am this guy. I am good at this. Yeah, winner. And it's a forever thing. Instead of like a spike, a spike for me is like a, a first kiss, like mm. with, with a girl that you really love or like in that moment. You're like, oh, wow, that is like the most immense spike, mm. I think. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think still within within the frameworks of the love languages, I think it's like spending quality time with people you care about, uh, words of affirmation, which I'd like to go deeper into, and uh, acts of service. Uh, I think are are the most rewarding in terms of like free things. But like, if I mm. if I could leave you guys with something, I, I think uh, for me it's always been this way. Where I, I've noticed that um, from like my college days, uh, I noticed that like I could talk to anybody in college. Like I came from like a, a sheltered sort of upbringing where like uh, you know I wasn't like super friendly with everyone um but then i noticed that like when you when you like expand your breath like it, it's like way better just like be cool with everyone be, hmm. be cool with everyone okay that was that was like the interesting okay so, th so th this came later in life it me. came in college for me so they're like honestly wow. here, here's a shout out because you're very cool with everyone yeah so uh i was like a private school sort of like sheltered little clicky shit little fucker you know <laughs> uh and uh when i got to the college, way you describe this yeah. boy i think you're being a little unfair but okay okay so i got to college and i <laughs> clicky I, shit boy i get it <laughs> i get to college and there was this guy in my dorms okay this guy uh, he was cool he was like you know the one of the guys that all the girls liked all the guys look up uh -huh. two types and i noticed that he was like so he's in my he's in my dorms and he's in my class right and in my class he's like really fucking cool with everybody even like uh you know the obscure folk you know like maybe like uh the gay kid yeah, the with the edges pink, of like all the world gay kid with the pink hair and whatever and he's just like being very inclusive and very, very like friendly with everybody i'm like god damn like you can just be friendly with everybody and like that to me was eye-opening i was like oh you can just like be friendly with everybody and to me it became mm. like this like moment where i'm like why not be friendly with every like why the fuck do you not be friendly with everybody uh and then i think like where that landed where that ultimately landed was like the best things like free what i learned was like to give compliments so fucking freely because like even if there's somebody that i don't like love or whatever like everybody has components about them that i do love and like mm. i can like give compliments to everybody so fucking freely that like literally it's just it's just dude that. that's such a good one that's so good and and the fact that like it's funny because like i met you in college so what an interesting time right like you had discovered this and you had become this guy that had had this unlock and begun to put this out into the world and yeah you've always been that guy to me like i was like wow that's the only eric i've known it's like the guy that puts that out into the world like he's inclusive of everyone thinks everyone's cool and there's something to learn for everyone uh, i literally said that in 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 the wedding speech so it's like it's so cool to see oh you that. were at my wedding no i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to ask you something though um but i lost it so i'll come i'll come to me um I 
think that I'm surprised that you guys haven't said the one thing that is like most obvious to me. Well, let me keep talking and maybe I'll hit it. No, I'm just kidding. No, you won't. It's it's my thing. It's your thing? Yeah, it's it's my thing. All right. You don't know that, but um, I'll let you go. No, it's sex. So <laughs> yeah, that is your thing. That's definitely that's definitely guys, your thing. It's my thing. Um no, but like sex is spectacular. And I'm surprised we haven't really dug into this yet because not like sex is one of those things that's very interesting because it hits at two very different things for me. One, it's this thing that is like innately wired in me to want to need. And there's all this like philosophy of discussion around why I need it from a a, a sort of like evolutionary perspective. Right. But on the other hand, it's just pure bliss. It's just pure euphoria. It is like the fastest access to an endorphin release than you can possibly get. Like a workout and sex are probably the two best things that are free that release the most level of endorphins and just make you feel fucking good. Like if I don't have those two things, I am a shell of, I am a terrible human being. Sex Exercise, sex, exercise. That's what I need. And if you throw in some meditation, then I'm really well rounded out, you know? But like, I think that a lot of people uh, sort of like forget that this is this thing that is absolutely free, that if they invest in this partner that they have, if they have it, they can have an incredible time. Think about all the areas in our lives where we invest time and energy that are less fulfilling. But if we were to invest in this partner and put the same level of effort into our relationship and our sex life that we put into our businesses and our desire to make money, how much more fulfilling would life be? Because it's actually free. Well, I can't wait to try. It sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think like, no, I think my my question on that is like is that free? In what way? Well, shit, I'm uh, married now and I know that that I've invested a lot into this marriage both uh financially, effort, emotional. Oh, is it free in that sense? Yeah, yeah, like I I've put a lot into this to know that like um you know, I wouldn't call it free. Well, you're the one that told me not to be too particular about the word free before yeah, yeah. this conversation. I, I don't want to be. I just want, I just. It feels pretty free. It, yeah. it, it's pretty free. I think it's an investment. You invest into that person, and what you receive is a very fulfilling and free thing, which yeah. is not just sex, of course. But love and admiration and relationship. It's like an extension of the love language. It's partnership. Like you're talking about the um, it's physical, physical touch. touch component of yeah, the love Yeah, there languages. you go. Working yeah. in your framework. Yeah. I liked your framework. I think yeah. your framework is really good. Uh, my question for you is how did you actually arrive at that framework? How did you arrive at not the framework, but how did you arrive at that, that uh, you know, most things in life work back to the love languages? Oh, man. I don't know. Like... I think, uh, well, we, like, so first of all, Nick and Steven aren't married, and I only got married recently, so we were, like, late to sort of, like, really choose, right? So when you're doing that, like, you're, like, particularly guys of our style are always introspective. You're looking at yourself, right? Like, I know you're looking at yourself. I know you're, like, thinking, you're thinking about well, what the fuck? Like, you know, what what's going on here? Like, what am I? Doesn't sound like me at all. Yeah, I know it is. I know it's you. And you know, I think we're all doing that. And in in within that, you know, we have like friends, girlfriends that are like showing us that. Like, you know, I think there was somewhere along the way where us like, uh, you know, one one of my female platonic friends was just like showing me this framework, and she was like, "Well, have, like, have you have you like?" placed yourself with like i think for i think for most people they think about uh what they want to receive out of the love languages and i was like Mm. i was thinking about that and i was also thinking like well 
there's like an other side of that. Like, what if I've been giving with love languages? And I, I don't know. I do think, they mirror for you? Because no. for most people, they do. I think, yeah, I don't know if, if they do for most. Like, but like no, because I thought that most people give what they want. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, what are yours? Uh, so there's like a, there's an exam that you can take yeah. online. Yeah, online. you can take the exam. Uh, I scored equal across the board. Oh, you just want them all. Well, no, equal across four. Oh, but there's five. Wow. I scored a zero on the fifth. I know what it is. Gifts. Yeah, zero. Really? Zero Did on I get gifts. It? So yeah. if if the best things in life are free, I scored a zero on gifts. Yeah. That costs money. Interesting. Uh, what do you what do you think i have one love language one yeah what do you think it is words of affirmation yeah no no hold on hold on it's okay if it's not words it's um okay so we have physical touch quality time um words of affirmation which is out uh gift giving oh gifts and and, uh are we miss are we missing the one that it is? Oh. Uh well, I just gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> well, I forget. Wait. It's um I'm I'm semi we'll buzzed here. Like, I'm semi buzzed here. There's so too much is, dead air. Okay. Acts of service. Acts of uh, service. I like that one too. I like yeah. that one too. That one's my third equal with my close to my That's second. what I like receiving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like basically just like wait, my, so I'm just everything like a, I'm just comes like a one way tube for you. Of, yeah. Wait, this makes sense. Like receiving oh. words of affirmation actually makes me feel uncomfortable. Like when people say oh. like nice things about me, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Okay, receiving <laughs> you gifts, want you want gifts receiving makes me, gifts makes me feel very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. So you was like, like, like reciprocity. acts of service. Uh, as far as I understand it, from my worldview is like those types of things that you would appreciate a helping hand in are available and done for you. Yeah, you just feel like someone's around. Yeah. Helping you. And physically with here like, like gift gifts like feel like, weird like would it feel good for you if I made your coffee right now? Yeah, like so good. Yeah, exactly. Versus like, hey Steven, I just bought you this seven hundred dollar something. Like I would be like Thank you, but also like there'd be this like weird, re- like reciprocity thing going off in my brain where I'm like, yes. "Fuck, I have to get him a equivalent thing now." I'm like, under, I'm under like I'm under his, I'm so indebted when, to him, and like you it just described, feels uncomfortable. When you described brain. your Chris, uh, Christmas situation, like I dealt with this from a young age, where I would like walk down the stairs and be like, "Oh, fuck yeah, presents," and then I'd get like the stupidest shit ever like honestly <laughs> and i'd be like oh cool a fucking calendar nice like and and they would be have to like i'd have to be like thankful for totally it. you know i like, used to get the same calendar like, oh rad. the calendar with the chocolates in it <laughs> like it just is that any, the one like, you're talking like, about like like i yeah. grew up uh wealthy but from like uh parents that were very i don't know how do you describe this like uh immigrant so they like yeah they didn't want to give me shit yeah. So they like or Christmas would be like, here you go. Here's a um, <laughs> like I don't know, like the stupidest thing ever. Like yeah, like I would literally get the calendar with the chocolates in it. I got note cards. Like I would yeah. get like, here's note cards for you to oh, take notes. My and God, I'd be like, you poor guy. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 hell yeah. yeah. Like yeah, Christmas. You know, like yeah. Geez. My my Christmas doesn't bring fond memories. It was more of one like where you'd ask for something and then not get it. like where you get something else oh my like you know the christmas when i got an n64 oh dude i would have lost my shit i would have lost my shit like what you must feel like every time you have sex is like what i (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. when i opened that and then fired mario 64 for the first time and just looked at it on the tv i was just like like it was was unbelievable (laughs) i i and it's interesting because it's like the last you, 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 and Erica. I'm sure you do a lot of gift exchanges, right? I'm sure you like it, but like, there's, there's a weird thing that happens, like when you're giving gifts to somebody else. Like, there's like a measuring contest in your head. You're like, did I get a good enough thing? What is oh, my totally. gift saying about? Yeah. There's like so much like mental anguish attached to it in yes. a way. Whereas when I was a kid and I ripped open a Christmas present, I didn't feel like I had to get my mom something. I was just like, 
yes! I was just like receiving that. And it felt so good. And there was That's no true. reciprocity because it was just a kid. There were like your brain didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah, None of that, like true. Wait, was true. attached to it. it what just, are it felt things, so nice? What are things that are that are actually available now that we can tap into? Would be my question for you. Like, what are things that you know, are available for free or close to it now that create that that same feeling. Um, I mean, I I'm, I mentioned, you know, sex, but I think there's <laughs> other things. Like, for me, quality time is an incredible feeling. It is definitely one of my love languages, back to Eric's framework. But a lot of the quality time and experiences that stand out to me that I've had are in unique environments that cost money. So I wasn't sure if I should propose these items today because it's like being in New Zealand with your best friends or going to the Palm Springs and renting a fucking mansion. You know, like, and then the quality time happens. Not that it's necessary, but it just so happens to be that a lot of the quality time that has stood out to me is in those environments. However, I mean, I can think of a recent... uh, uh, sort of hang out at like Kate Sessions Park in San Diego where like a bunch of friends got together with nothing more than a couple coolers of drinks and some sandwiches. And like that to me felt like very euphoric and beautiful and like so much good stuff going on. So I think quality time in general falls into that bucket for me and it backtracks to the, the Harvard study, it backtracks to the grant study that people that you're around, quality people, your community, your environment is the most important thing. Uh, to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I've lately been thinking like I just went up to Sacramento and was all this discussion around like, so are you going to move to Sacramento to be around family? Like, what are you guys going to do? Be around us? Like, come on, come on, come on. And I, hopefully this doesn't, I mean, if it changed, it changed and whatever. But like, I was like, at this point in my life, even though I just had a baby, it sounds crazy, but what matters to me more is to be around my community and my friends than to be around family that can support with the baby. Even though my life is more difficult with not having support with the baby. Because most people, when they have a baby, they move back to be around their family. Like, it is a no-brainer. Like, it, it is absolutely a no-brainer. It's just like most people come from a place that's cheaper. They'll go back there. They'll be around family, their sister, their mother, their whatever, their father. And it's like they have this, like, free access to help. I mean, it's going to cost us an additional few thousand dollars a month. And it's just like, eh, I don't know. Like, is that something, like, worth it? And then, oh, and then, like, the cost of living here is, like, 40% higher than being anywhere else. And if you go to another state, you start to have those questions when you have a baby. But for me, community is everything now. It's like, I'm here. I intend to stay here. I intend to build a life here. And that makes me happy. And I think that that's free. And like, if that changed, if you guys left, I get it. Like, it would suck. But like, community is something that you can build and it's free. And I think that's the point of what Good I'm one, saying. dude. Oh, I want to um, think about the extension of community to an online community. Ooh. Because ours is pretty rad. It's very rad. Um, and it's very free. It's super free. It's free as fuck. It's definitely been one of the best <clears throat> things for me in the last year is being part of the Alfalfa community. It sounds so fucking lame for me to say as one of the hosts of this podcast, because it sounds like I'm promoting something, but I swear I'm not. Like, it is actually this incredible free thing that I feel privileged to be a part of. There's something so different about Discord communities versus like social media versus like Twitter. Yeah, what is that? Because I've never been in a Discord. It's totally literally the first Discord. totally different. I literally, the first Discord that I've ever been a part of was ours. There's, yeah, you started with a good one. Okay, so <laughs> discords aren't all alike, right? So I'm in probably like 300 discords because I I do DeFi and I used to join every project. And 
And those discords aren't like ours because the incentive system in the discord is like, I want number go up. I buy token. Why, why number not go up? And right. it's just like, I'm here for something. Yeah. And, and on social media, right. There's community, right. But like, what are you really doing there? There's like an incentive structure that makes you want to like, like gain status in a way and yes. accumulate points and stuff. But like in our like nobody's in our Discord because we have a token and there's no like system to like we can't get followers or anything. Like everybody's just there for like the reasons, you know, in the back in the olden days, people used to congregate because they like share values and goals and like want to hang out with other like-minded people and just kind of like vibe in that way. And there's no like warped incentive structure there. Whereas like when you're on Instagram, you're not really hanging out with people. You're like, mm, does this angle make Zero me look rich enough and good looking enough? And like, Zero percent. Uh, I got to take this photo like 17 times so that like nobody Dude, can see the I thing on my face. I built my Instagram to a like decent following and I don't, I'm sorry if anyone from my Instagram is listening, but it's like, I don't feel like I have that connection that I have with these people. Like, it's different. It's just a different platform. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Well, can um, I ask something? Like, yeah. Um, because everyone who's in our Discord is there for sort of like what you're describing, the right reasons. Like, like is there a way that we lose that? Is there like, I, d I don't want to lose that. Is there a way that we do lose that? Um, I don't want to lose that. I think there definitely is. There's more ways to lose it than not, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, you lose like the this the sort you lose of social, the there's like a social fabric of groups, right? Like they're all good groups. Like they have something that connects them. Like even if there are a bunch of like our Discord is interesting because there's people of like different like political persuasions and the people Massively. of different walks of life and everything, but like there's like a common thread that connects them which is that every like people are generally like open-minded questioning of things like eager to learn and like non like not like super like abrasive there's just like a there's just sort of like an openness to the world that sort of is like an undercurrent like in a and like a questioning nature that connects everybody right i think if you get big enough and you you lose that common thread then you start getting like factions and then when you yeah. get factions you get something that kind of resembles like our modern political system where there's like yep. sides competing for what the thing is. Yep. You know, like if this is yeah. why religion is like, like easy. Alfalfa becomes like the United States and then there's yeah. like political factions. And then within that, there's like local representatives saying this is the way it should be. Yeah. Which would be unfortunate, but I think there's always a core that will exist. And I don't <clears> think we should necessarily worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is a real thing. I don't know. But maybe it doesn't have to be in communities that exist in uh, a space where it's kind of like the difference is the community that exists very much revolves around the ideas of these four individuals that are quite broad. And the through line, though, is clear. The through line is just like willing to explore at all costs at cost of being offended, at cost of being wrong. That's a huge cost. And I know we're like in a completely different territory now, but I think that's important. And I think that's what brings certain types of people together. It's like the, 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 the desire, it's not even a desire, the, um, the willingness to be wrong is extremely rare today. And that's something that exists in the alfalfa community. That's a good one. Right? It's like wrong and willing to be shown a different path. Um, I think those are very core things. But did we miss any um, ideas that you guys had at uh, oh, freedom? Fr wait, freedom? Yeah, you know what I mean. Freedom? Freedom. <laughs> no, just like... Um, Freedom isn't free. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> Freedom isn't free. Oh, that's from you. That's you. That's from the My Steven montage? versus Steven video. Yeah, but I didn't make that up. Oh, okay. Freedom isn't free, isn't you? Freedom isn't free. Oh, I, I, I wish I made up freedom. freedom How do we? Free. Is that on our channel? 
Oh, we need to make sure that's on our channel. Uh, so if you have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> right now, go to our channel. I'm pretty sure I uploaded it. It's called Steven versus Steven <laughs> on our channel. Um, or just Google it. It'll be, it might be on Calcium Bagel's channel. But anyway, did we miss anything around um, sort of like these ideas of... Uh, no. Uh, are we going to record? Yeah, we're going to record before... Um Next Thursday. Next Thursday, we're doing something pretty magical. I'm excited about that. Let's talk about that at some point. Yeah, I don't know if we should talk about it on the pod because it might not like come to fruition by the next pod. But we are working our way toward setting up our studio, which if you're looking at this right now on YouTube, on Spotify, uh, we're sitting in the sort of living room area. We're moving spaces and we're going to attempt to go live. And when I mean, this is here's what's important. We're going to be going live on Wednesdays, on Wednesday late afternoons. Eventually. Yes. At some point. Soon. No, I was talking about this Field Hopefully Trip Inspire next, thing. I'm yeah. Like I, I was laughing when you did that because I knew that wasn't at all what he was talking about. No, I'm talking about Field Trip Inspire. What <laughs> the hell are you talking about? The, the children. He's talking about are, the... Oh. <laughs> so there's the thing we're doing for the small children next week, Armand. Right. So there's, do you even care? That's just something I do. It's just like... Does so anyone ever think about the I children? Do. No, it's just, it's easy. I just do those things. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's wrap with that. There's a group of high school kids. Um, these are underprivileged kids that um, in the San Diego area are like living south San Diego. Some live in Tijuana, Mexico, and they, they like come across the border every day to come to school. They'll like sleep in the park before school, to like just to get the chance to come to school. And uh, our good friend Marcus set up this opportunity for them to get to interview um, some of the guys in this office, including us, and like, you know, use it as an opportunity to inspire these young minds. I couldn't be more excited. You know, um, Steve and I, we're gonna do a, a investing-based breakout session. You're gonna do an entrepreneurial session. Nick and all these other guys are gonna do their own session with these kids. And like, we're, we couldn't be happier to be able to give back in this way. It's like, it's amazing. It's true, man. That's completely free. Volunteering, sharing your time, sharing your expertise, sharing insight of any kind. I mean, I'm I'm hoping to share some stuff about like overcoming adversity, actually. Hell yeah. Um, that I think will be really good. Like, I think some of these kids that are going to be joining us come from really hard situations. I come from a hard situation. Maybe not as hard, but like I think I can understand them to a certain degree where like um, hopefully... I share something, we share something that becomes memorable. I remember, and I know this for a fact, I know that if all we do is just show up authentically, that this day will be memorable for the rest of their lives. I remember as a kid that had very little, getting a couple opportunities like this that completely changed my life. Like a few examples of just like listening to the right people and being exposed to the right people that changed the trajectory of my entire life. And I don't say that lightly. To be honest, this was like the entire reason why I wanted to get into this position was to be able to like really help others. Like in a way that's like beyond, you know, helping yeah. like a 35 year old degen into stupid ass <laughs> shit. Like this is like the realness. Like this is like yeah. a way to like really help people. And this is all I really ever wanted. Yeah. Like man. getting this platform. So oh, I'm dude. pumped. This was a very uh, sweet palate cleanser episode. Be curious. Uh, let us know what your favorite free things in the world are that bring you joy and happiness. And um, yeah, just like how Steven is just so beautifully posted up right now. And if you <laughs> can create any memes out of this, uh, I would be greatly appreciative. All right. See you guys next time. Later. Peace. One love.